Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Hit it, Tambot. Oh, oh, I start. I get it. I'm sorry. Okay, pick it up. Fire. <clears throat> Open up your heart and let the Patrick Swayze Christmas in. We'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. Is it Stan? No. Stan's one of the kids. Who's What's the dad's name? No. Is it Stan? Kyle and... Older stand? What the hell's your dad's name? Randy. Randy. There it is. We wow. got it at the same when time. When Randy yeah. gets Randy gets the fucking margarita machine. <laughs> he wants to return it. <laughs> yeah. And they try to return it and they have to go through all these levels of corporate hell. Yeah, it gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I hate when that, it gets uh, weird. Mm. So uh what's the problem with this here margarita machine then? What? I'm doing it. <laughs> get the wallet. Uh these are Star Wars chocolates. They all look like Star Wars characters. Oh. So so they are full of spoilers. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <There's no> sp- <laughs> if, a, if a head is a spoiler, I'll say this. They, look, they look really good. They don't taste awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a winning recommendation. I got Yoda. Oh, nice. Got Jar Jar Binks. Is Yoda- Did you really? I got R2. <laughs> a proper Darth Vader. Yeah, they're, they're really cool looking. That is, they just what kinda, is he, melty? They're just real waxy. It's, it's like that, that cheap Easter chocolate. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah. 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 Like chocolate coins kind of thing. Mm, yep. You can taste the plastic. I got a Yoda. <laughs> got a chocolate Yoda with no head now. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 316. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. Commander K. Fact checked, Andy. Anyone? Anyone? Me? Sure. sure. Uh, the professor. Hey, and... Dr. Vlarg. Jesus ah. Christ, who invited you? <laughs> I just got up for a drink, man. We're sorry we missed you guys. A couple years ago. <laughs> We're sorry we missed you guys last week, so we brought in two Jamokes from out of town. Well, after your explosive entrance, I think the last time you were here, Jesus you busted Christ. your knee running yeah. in from the other room. You almost killed yourself. You don't had a know. microphone and you everything. You were so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you were stupid. I think you did destroy a microphone on that one. Yeah. Well, I almost went to sleep waiting for you to finish playing your stupid Euro Truck game. And I'm like, okay, when's he going to stop so Man. I can start the show? And I can come in. You guys and your quote unquote entrances. <laughs> <laughs> Between you and Andy. <laughs> well, it's true. I actually did go and get up and get a drink in the last uh, video episode I was ever in. That's right. You Years back, ago. You came back with there's a drink. All right. Whereas Andy just enters and sloshes a drink around. That's right. <laughs> it's also kind of nice because last week we didn't have the new show. We, so we put up an old show, but that show was like episode 11. Wow. Commander's first appearance, maybe in Big's first appearance, I think. Wow, could be, yeah. And Barry was a regular member of the show. We didn't have Paul that week, but it was all talking about Star Trek: The what Experience. Was doing that that, week? that yeah. episode should have been available forever. That was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. You were on a boat. Somebody even so, that might have but, been but boat now time, actually. We have you here again. Oh, I'm glad it's, to be yeah, here again, man. It's uh, it's been a long time, and I'm uh, I'm happy to be back on the couch. Yes. Yeah. Terrific, and 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 hell of a week for it. And. Paul's here, you know, that's all right. <laughs> you sack of dog shit. <laughs> garbage. He's a well dressed sack of dog shit. Speak that way on the Paul show. Right. <laughs> Learn to respect. Hey, let okay. me tell you, I listen to the, the show all the time, of course. And you know, sometimes it's a little rough. And I'll tell you when those moments are when you open your big sarlacc maw and <laughs> spit your 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 terrible songs. It's you love it's, it. it's hard getting you through that, but shit. I slog through you it. Fucking love it. I reward right. myself later with like some peanut butter. Or something. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, oh, G Jesus. and Henderson, 
uh, sent this into Ice Cream Social. I'm going to share it here as well. These are the Jelly Belly Bean Boozles. Fuck you. What yeah, is fuck that? you. Fuck is right. you. What is that? They're the most deadly, dangerous, horrible flavors. Okay. Now, but, is that the one that mixes the good ones with the bad yes. ones? The game. So, this is the game. So, when you get one, God. hold on to it. God. I will tell Damn. you what it might be. No. It can be one of two things. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do this. So, are you uh, saying we're playing the audio version of what's going in your mouth? Yep. Here we go. It doesn't All look right, as good. We can't do it. see the. Oh, God. I'm not afraid. Oh, nightmare. So, so make sure that your How do you know which responses one are audible. Oh, Jesus. Just pick one. I'm picking that one. It doesn't matter what you pick. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'd say give so me one, but I'd be afraid. So there are only two flavors? No, there's a ton of them. Well, how do you know? You said it would be one or the other. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Well, there's we'll a good version and a bad version. Yeah. They both look the same. Andy, step it on a cord. So there, there might be about 15 different colors okay. of beans, yeah, yeah. but there's 30 flavors. Beans. Got it. Quit cheating, Andy. It smells like nothing. Right. Put that tongue as back in As long as I mouth. don't get the one that might be vomit, I will... That's big perfect. The bean. All right, hold on. I'm gonna get one. Perfect. Right, flicking the bean. Now see. All right, now this looks like pear. I know right. Jelly Belly so well no, that no, no, I can no. recognize them by sight. Right. So I'm hoping for peppermint. Here's what we got here. Now you might be. Uh, get, get yourself on a mic, God. Yeah, we need to hear you. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll go one at a time here, oh. Barry. You have that color. Mm-hmm. It's okay. kind of yellow with orange speckles. I want to say. Looks peachy. You either have. Caramel corn. Yeah. I don't like caramel corn. Or moldy cheese. <laughs> I got to tell you, I like moldy cheese. <laughs> well, and I don't like caramel corn. Well, jump so in, like see what you got. got. All right, here we go. Oh, this is a good pod. <laughs> <laughs> that is moldy cheese. <laughs> All right, what color you have, Andy? Sort of a honey colored thing here. Oh, it is not quick. good moldy cheese. Uh, it is bad moldy cheese. Okay, I think. Oh, God. I think oh, yours might also me. be the moldy cheese or calmer corn. This is why I stayed I think, away. Let me see. I think. Mm, it's got oh. color specs that might be. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah, you're either peach or barf. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think you're peach or barf. Yeah. Go for it. Here we go. Find out. Oh, here we go. Go for it. Here we go. It tastes like oh, penicillin. The, 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 sadly, both of those. Oh, God. Oh, oh, wow. Oh. He barked. Don't just yeah. no, it on the table. Table. Not all the ones, so guys. Disgusting. Not all the ones. There you ones. go. You put it in the bag. All right. Kirsten, what oh. color did you have? Light green with dark green speckles. Hey, I finished okay. mine, That's the same color Light I've green? got. Okay, you two. Yes, we'll do it at the same time. Same time. You either have oh. lime. Or lawn clippings. Ah. Oh, all right. Let's do it. I think. Oh, see, that would be like wheatgrass. So. I have lime. I have lime. I win. <laughs> what is it? What do you got, Kirsten? Um, lawn clippings? It, I, I, it's a it's nice fruity flavor. It's sweet for... Yeah. yeah, it's awfully fruity. It must be the lime. Yeah, it's probably the lime. It's okay. either right, that or I very... got white. Okay, Steve, yours one. is either coconut or baby wipes. <laughs> You use or clean. <laughs> All right, here we go. Clean. And uh, yes, I can't and, read and your face now. It's got to be coconut because it's the coconut. bad flavors yeah. are obvious. <laughs> yeah. 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 The bad flavor you recognize. And now mine is going to. Uh, in your mic, sir. Mine is either going to be berry blue or toothpaste. Either way, that sounds fine. Yeah, really? yeah that's fine. It's toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> Great, and that's we got okay. cheese and barf. Thanks, asshole. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you what I got earlier this afternoon. Dog food. Oh. oh. 
Was it just, was just there's wonderful? There's dog food. There's skunk. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's rotten egg. There's oh. stinky socks. What? We still haven't done it, but the dog food one stayed with me. Oh, Woo. I'll bet. I've mm. had the vomit one before. Yeah, the vomit one I can push through. I can't. That's no. like that pizza. is horrible. No, that came right. I mean, I, I honestly, if I, I may have to run up that to the taste, restroom and uh, yeah, that tastes like Thursday. Okay. I can still taste moldy cheese yeah. and it's nasty. Clear it out there, Barry. I no. Go for the black. It might be skunk. Black is what or skunk? Licorice or skunk? Licorice or skunk? I'm not a fan of licorice. So well, then either way, this is going to be We all win, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Either way, or this way we all win. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <I'll>... oh. <laughs> he, he got skunk. Oh, for two. He got skunk. Oh, oh. for two. Oh. <laughs> Put it on the table next to Andy's. Oh. <laughs> here, 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 breathe on Andy. See if he smells oh. it. Oh, no. No, thank you. <laughs> That might be enough. Switch Smelling them dead in the road in Texas is bad enough. I never decided I wanted to get out and lick one. <laughs> is that skunk? Oh. Mm. No. Nope. I'm out. Anybody no. else want to try? Thank you. Oh, no. 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 We got to end this segment. No. Yep. Oh. We're done. Oh, my God. Oh. It stays with you a little bit. I'm not even that big a fan of coconut, so I got to watch and that. Now that you mentioned dead skunk, I think I mentioned this before, but dead possum in the middle of the road, you redneck idiot, you... Jesus. Thanks, Dead Paul. skunk in the middle of the road. Sinking to high heaven. Drink some more of that cider. I can smell um, that skunk from you. Yeah. Woo. Uh, gentlemen, we got an amazing package from Jeff okay. Roth. All right. Oh, wow. So I, yeah. This is absolutely terrific. So I'm going to hand these things out. Holy opened smokes. While I start to read. Hello, yeah, my geeky overlords. This package won't help Torgo survive the Commonwealth. Goddamn right it won't. Can you hear over all of this plastic open? Yeah, everyone's got It's okay. It's all right. Nor will it convince <laughs> Paul to try to survive the Commonwealth. Ooh, poppy paper. But I hope you all enjoy it nonetheless. Poppy paper. A few episodes back, there was some brief beer talk, which inspired me some of these gifts. They are two of my favorite fall slash winter oh. beers. There's also some snacks handmade by my wife for each regular Geek Shock member. Oh, wow. And, of course, nice. some geeky items I found in my recent travels. Thanks for my weekly dose of geek. It's often the highlight of my week from the south of the Commonwealth. That's the dangerous part. Jeff Eroth. Thank you, Jeff Eroth. Hey, Jeff Eroth. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm holding a, I'm holding a pumpkin cider. Uh, bite, uh, He's the best. Pumpkin Imperial, beer. Imperial pumpkin. Uh, Imperial pumpkin. Oh, wow. Special. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, holding... Southern Tears Brewing Company's Blackwater Series Warlock Imperial Stout. Very nice. That looks interesting. Whoa, Garbage Pail Kids. Wow. Yay. Collector's Edition. Right? Stickers. Badass. Is this all mine? Uh, I, I want you to say what they are. Oh, I, I think we'll figure out who gets what right. soon they, enough. Like, this is a lot it's of stuff so here. They're all balls. Everything's for balls. Mine. 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 I'm happy. Mine. I got poppy so I paper. To, I want you to read right, these. We got garbage Bell Kids. Here we have picked this up at the local con in CT called Terrificon. 1,100 copies made and got it signed by the cover artist, Tim Seeley. Oh, very cool. Ooh. And well packaged, I must oh, hold say. Hold on. I got it. Let's see here. It is 
What do you got? Oh, Star Trek Green Lantern crossover. Ooh, sign. Cool. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Crossover event of 2015. If you listen to the show, you'd know. God the damn Spectrum it. War. <laughs> I don't catch them all. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, that's Ooh. great. It's signed by Tim Seeley. That's nice. really cool. Klingon right on the cover. Badass. Looks like we have here Star Wars number one variant. It looks like an ash can uh, cover. It's a black and white. Uh, what's it say on the cover there? I really love this current run. Well written and fun. I'm sure you all know Midtown Comics in New York City. Luckily for yep. me, it is a short train ride away, so I thought you guys would enjoy an exclusive Midtown variant. Ooh. Maybe Fact Check can color it in. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I would never actually color in the comic book. I'd photocopy and color it. But. I go to Germany for work about once a year while I was waiting at a train station in Wolfsburg. I had noticed they had comic books for sale. The collector in me decided that even if I don't read German well, I had some comics in Germany. Luckily, Star Wars does not require translation. So this must be German Star Wars. Let's see here. Ooh. Say it's open there at the top. Ooh. Look at that. Yeah. Star Wars issue number one. Issue in one German. in German. Start des neuen Star Wars comic magazines. <laughs> this is the beginning of the new ones. <laughs> but issue one. The most amazing part. Yes, yes, this is. Are these good. individual tailored cookies? Oh fuck yeah! Yes. Absolutely we stunning. We will t- put a picture up of these cookies because the the letter does not picture? do the justice of the artistry <laughs> of these cookies. Yeah. My God, they're individually tailored. Yes. yes. Here, take a look at '80s Jeff's Cork cookie. How about that? That'll give you a feel. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! Look at that. Master oh, Torgo's got the hands that's of fate on awesome. there. Awesome. I've got gears. Paul, which one do you get? Does Paul have a giant penis? No, I got the famous Paul XD. The D stands for dick. (laughs) I I knew penis was in there somewhere. It's fucking perfect. Jeff Roth. My God, man. Love these gears. This is beautiful. Thank you (laughs) so much. Talk about a Merry Christmas to us, gentlemen. Oh, my God. And Merry Christmas to you out there. This is our Christmas show, guys. Ho, ho, ho. So... For those of you wondering, are we going to talk about Star Wars? Yes. Yes, we are. Because we got to. We have to. However, no, you're just, I'm still here. Okay. We're not going to start yet. Okay. We're going to do some emails first. All right. Then we're going to talk about Star Wars. One of us has not seen it. That'd be me. That'd be you. Yeah. Fact check and mm, the journalist. So we are mm. going to exile him from the room when it comes time. <laughs> I've been busy. My paper was bought by a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> this is so goddamn true. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Ugh. You think he listens to this show? Yes, I'm sure Shelton Adelson <laughs> listens to the. Game. He hires he know. hires people to listen. That to he's everything got in Vegas. people. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh. So when it comes that time, we're going to shove Andy outside the door, literally outside in the cold. That way, we don't talk too long because we don't want him really? to freeze to death. Really? Really? Yes. Yeah, we got to get him out here. Uh, Jess. Well, but we'll that's not that but. No, Jeff no, no, and not Jess. really. We're going to send him out. Really, we're going to bring him back shit. quick. Oh, Jess, okay. these are amazing. <laughs> yeah, they are. These are so good. They she, are. They're she great. made these for uh, Ice Cream Social as well. Did she? Oh, I my God. a He-Man one and some really She's so fucking good. That, this and they're tasty little cookies, too. I'm, I, I almost don't want to eat it because it looks so good. I know. You just got to take some pictures and then chow down because they're, they're fucking good. <laughs> they're fucking good. So after the emails, we'll have that discussion. Mm, again, I will Jess. let you know when we hit this time before spoilers, and then we'll come back afterwards and do our regular show as normal. So 
Until then, gentlemen. There'll be a timestamp in the description. I will put all that good stuff on there. So, yeah. Fear not if you haven't seen it. But I know most of you have, but a few of you haven't. We'll do some Star Trek klaxons. Sure. What self-respecting geek hasn't seen Star Wars yet? Uh, Me. Yeah, really. There's a few that can't make it. But I understand. Actually, I I almost a, didn't. So I have no self-respect. So yeah, nobody. I had to skip oh, okay. the, the showing I paid for because life got in the way. Yeah. And I got to go to the free show I got invited to, which is great. That's yeah. But I mean, I wanted to give money to them anyway. So, but I was trying to see it twice in the same yeah. day. Well, they they need it. They're charity. I'll see it again. You know, right. they're, <laughs> yeah, they're cleaning house. That's that's yes, why they, they that's why they're doing the uh, NPR type thing where they're you know the. Pledge drive, or they're trying to get people to pay money to start with. <laughs> What's the money at now? <laughs> uh, it was, check it as of today. Worldwide was already at like five hundred thousand, five hundred million. Yeah, five hundred thousand. Good job. <laughs> That's terrific. Uh, that was at one theater, and and uh, uh, Star Wars: The Really Nice House Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, they made five hundred grand. Well, that's enough to gold plate my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you actually priced that out. <laughs> <laughs> Emails. Gentlemen, first, thank you for the long and productive discussion on my last email. This is from Jeff the Currently Living when we had the discussion about uh, Jessica Jones. Ah, yes. I would hope that everyone understood that I deliberately exaggerated Paul's I watched 15 minutes of of it and it's shit position to make a point, but I also accept that communicating satire and sarcasm falls on the author, not the audience, so if it was missed, it's on me. Oh, it's all good. But, What's he talking about? There was no exaggeration. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> on to the meat of the issue. There are two or so women in my office who watch a good amount of comic sci-fi fantasy shows out there. Go for it. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. That's, that's it. <laughs> I overheard one of them talking about how she started binging on the Kardashians. I can think of nothing more horrendous and soul-crushing. So I suggested that she watch Daredevil on Netflix. Nice. A few days later, she'd started it. I asked her if she liked it, and she was lukewarm. Not Luke Cage. She was having a hard time believing the character. I asked her if she read the comics, and she indicated that she hadn't. I explained to her that they go into his training and explain some of his resilience a little later in the season. She said something to the effect that she hopes she makes it that far. I read Daredevil, and I loved that show. As I surmised, I didn't read anything with Jessica Jones, and although I liked the show, I certainly didn't love it. I liked all the supporting characters quite a lot, never quite bonded with Jessica. I'm pretty sure, though, that if I had read the comics, I would have emotionally invested enough in her to get past the early issues that made me withdraw my willing suspension of rational disbelief with respect to her decisions throughout. In short... Does the writer have a responsibility to make a show that survives and thrives on its own, or does the writer have the have right to expect the audience has read the source material upon which the story is based? Uh, if Professor only we like had an academic here to comment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish it out, and we'll go right to you with your hand up, mister. Boy, you are so goddamn school. You scholastic <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> These shows are totally different experiences based on whether you've read the books or not prior to the writer is obviously aware of that. I'm not even sure if there's a perfectly perfect way to handle it. Maybe some kind of multimedia platform. So I mentioned that there were two geekish women in my office. I overheard the other one saying how much her husband likes Gotham. I asked her what she thought of the current season. She sighed and said, well, I watched all of Smallville. 
so I'm not watching. Ha ha! God. My husband watches it when I'm mm. not around. Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the very entertaining Justified. podcast, Jeff <laughs> the Currently Living. Fucking <laughs> 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 Biggs. Jeff the Currently Living had no way of knowing Professor Biggs would be here. This is true. <laughs> so, so that's really impressive. What's there. great is Uh-oh. when Biggs is here, no matter what, Smallville, Smallville gets its fucking face stomped. <laughs> 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 Deservedly. Oh, what you get for liking crap? Oh, all right. So to the first point. Yes. Uh, no, you should not have to do homework before you watch a TV show, a movie, read a book, read a comic, anything that should stand on its own two feet. The end. I have spoken. Can Agreed. I can I do counterpoint? Uh, yeah, there is wrong, no counterpoint, but, okay. but go ahead. <laughs> it's totally legitimate if you expect your audience to be limited. Your responsibility is to your audience the chosen audience, and if you want to make something that is geared totally to people who have only experienced the source material, I think it's totally legitimate, but your audience is going to be limited, and you better be prepared for Professor Biggs to spout his stuff. Uh, And I will hop in. I will hop in and, and sit right in the middle of the road. The challenge is to do both, and that is a tricky challenge, and very few people pull it off. Well, I the, think that uh, the Daredevil and Jessica Jones both pulled it off because there was enough there for people who did not read the comics, well, like my girlfriend. I didn't and read people p- here, people, And it was enough for people like me who had read the comics, mm-hmm. where occasionally I'd pull her aside and go, hey, in here, that means this. You know, yeah. and yeah. she says, like, "Oh, okay, great." As, as I'm, I'm sorry, you, you, I'm used to Jeff sitting there. So when you said your girlfriend, I, I went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and the parking was amazing. <laughs> yeah, everything's right so, again. <laughs> yeah, and and so like, as I mentioned many times uh, before, I'm not a Marvel guy. So sitting, you know, watching these shows, they, I, it, it took me longer to get into Jessica Jones, but when when it got. When I thought it got into full gear, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now it's really cool. Don't you think eventually, Steve, if they keep up these movies, you will have to become a Marvel guy? Uh, should I admit that? Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I mean, well, this is a whole other discussion. We, I'd love to talk to you about it in a moment. We will. <laughs> First, I'd like to say I think it's a double-edged sword. You've got people who are going to be entrenched in the mythos of a piece before you take it on, and people aren't going to know anything. Steve's absolutely right. You shouldn't have to know anything going in. But uh, the really tricky part is if you if you fall too far on the side of spoon feeding and giving answers and making it right. really easily understood, then the people that know all this shit go, adoy. And it <laughs> which, gets which was your problem with Gotham. Which is exactly my problem with Gotham. It's just but but my problem with Gotham isn't like this is probably the Joker. My problem with Gotham is I'm a tough nosed cop. That kind of fucking dialogue makes me want to shit myself. Uh, that I, you, I will not spend time with your garbage. Um, so uh, yeah, but that's the double edged sword of how much do you placate the doesn't know anything people, and but at the same time, you can very easily, even trying to play to the people who know all the stuff, you can lose them by doing a slightly different interpretation of what's really solid in their head too right but which is the fear for preacher right now well yes which so far marvel has done a great job of i don't know of anyone who's like that's really not my captain america yeah like you know what i mean like yeah Yeah, no one's everybody's like yeah that's that's cap you know what i mean which is like wow 
because it's impressive. He's you know yeah he's been around so long. Everybody has their everybody has their own idea. Yeah, as opposed to the people who are like that's not my green arrow. Oh, yeah, the murdery ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this is I mean, man. I give Andy a cue, and he fucking sits there like a lump of clay. We'll talk about this later still too. Taste the vomit. Uh, <laughs> there is. Some, yeah. Let me clean that out for you with some some spunk. I'm, I'm trying. The, spunk. Um, some spunk skunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, All right, everybody, line up. Just suck my dick, Andy. It'd be easier if you, easier suck, if you suck the Paul's dick. Um, Isn't that one of the flavors? That's one, yeah. <laughs> that would be so nasty. I already got that one. It's moldy cheese. It's moldy gluten, cheese. It's gluten free. Oh. <laughs> um, it's bleach uh, and play doh. That's part of the thing with Star Wars, right? They made it so newbies never seen anything can go in and check that movie out and be like, okay. And if you've never seen a Star Wars movie, that would probably blow your fucking mind. Yeah. But if you've seen all the Star Wars movies, you go, well, that's that's exactly the Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah. I'm still here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, See, but you what, deserve to suffer. Yeah, that's right. I get that. Uh, to the uh, second part about uh, Smallville, eat me, Paul. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> hey. Smallville. So, real quick, Biggs. Yes. You've seen the trailers for Batman v Superman. Yes. And? Okay. <laughs> so, oh, boy. So, here's the thing. Yes, I am I am a huge DC fan and particularly a huge Superman and Batman fan. I know you do like them. I do. I like the classics. What can I tell you? I like Batman. Can we change your name to Yellow Dog Batman fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and here's what's interesting to me is... Apparently, Batman is hard to screw up uh, unless you are Joel Schumacher. Um, but for whatever reason, ever since like the new 52 and even a little bit before that, this whole thing of, well, Superman's so unrelatable because he's such a Boy Scout. So we got to make him like dark and mopey and a stranger in a strange land. It's like, no, no. This is the, one of the things that John Byrne fixed. Back, back in it was nineteen and eighty six. Oh, it was um, by music. by changing the by changing the the um, origin timeline. Kind of the origin, the timeline, changing the focus of no. In fact, Clark Kent is not the disguise. Clark Kent is the real guy. Right. Superman is the disguise. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent is the kid that grew up in Smallville and found right. out he was weird and had these superpowers. And grew up with the Kents and has that Boy Scout mentality. And Superman allows Clark Kent to do all the stuff that Clark Kent can't do. And by the same token, Clark Kent allows this God on Earth to do stuff that the God on Earth can't do. You know, like like write an op-ed piece in the Daily Planet. How many cans could Clark Kent crush if Clark Kent could crush cans? <laughs> Damn it. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this whole thing about making Superman like, you know, Mopey Man is, it's so wrong-headed. Yeah, I agree. And I still haven't seen Man of Steel just because I don't want to see it. Although in, 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 the, in the creator's defense, you know, if you'd killed that many people, you'd be a little mopey. <laughs> <laughs> Again, well. that's not Superman. Yeah. Um, well, I think he should be re- re- nicknamed Murdering Andy. <laughs> yeah. So the thing, and the, so the thing with Man of Steel is, there's a couple of really good things about it, like the whole take on it as a sci-fi story of a first contact story. I thought was really good. 
but again, this thing of this tortured soul wandering through the wilderness until he, you know, figures out what it's like, no, 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 no. And I will say this, Henry Cavill kind of plays it both ways. So, yes, <laughs> well, there you go, <laughs> which makes this whole Batman v Superman thing really twisted. Wait till he takes his partner, Super Kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tonight, I'm Stuperman. Stuperman. <laughs> so, so Henry Cavill brought more to the role that's, than I think is actually on the page. So, and I will say this, apparently everybody at Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder and freaking David Goyer apparently heard all the, why didn't Superman save all those people? And so that's kind of a plot point in Superman versus Batman. They I mean, go that's back why and show I... that he ran really fast and did save everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, that that he put him out of their misery. That quick. basically, oh, gross. Yeah, that basically, uh, Batman's pissed off at Superman because of all the dead people. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Well, one of the problems with, <laughs> with the whole with the whole everybody got killed in that fight is he goes through the great angst of killing Zod when Zod's like, I'm going to disintegrate these people with my eye beams. Ah, you're not going to stop me. I... And it's like, dude, he just... He, already so many are dead. To me, that's kind of a weird little counterpoint. I mean, I just... I really don't know how to feel about that. I, I really don't have a problem with that scene. The only thing I have a problem... I don't have a problem with the scene. Right. Uh, or even, even the phil- philosophy behind it. The only thing I really had a problem with in all that, because I enjoy the movie still, yeah, is the tonal shift after that back in the office. Yeah. Which, where everything's like I mean, light. Metropolis is destroyed except for the Daily Planet building. That's one of the reasons why I still feel a bunch of people did not die in that battle. It's because the, you, see the, you see all the destruction... But there really is not a lot of commentary on the loss of life. And you can either sit there and say that is a that is a callous statement on the part of the characters or the creator, or you could sit there and say they really didn't the creator, you know, the writer and the director didn't really feel like a lot of people died. Now maybe are, they're bringing that into Batman v Superman, but that's one of my problems is, is like I just never. I got. The, I saw a lot of buildings get destroyed. I didn't see a lot of people dying. Well, they did. There are lines of dialogue in there that they did. They were able to evacuate most of Metropolis. So, there you go. But it, I mean, you know, and freaking, it's just, it's just this, this thing of more explosions make it a better movie. That that the second and third time I saw it, that that was my pee break. The Metropolis fight was my pee break because nothing. It's like my whole co- commentary about. Transformers, especially Transformers 2, nothing happens in that five minutes between Zod saying, now we're going to fight, till... <laughs> Does he say that? Well, he I'm, I'm, hey, it's a no subtext. we go fight! <laughs> You'd be so happy. <laughs> it's the it's subtext. I understand <clears throat> I understand why Paul saw Transformer 2, because, you know, he's uh, a huge Transformer now. Was, did somebody have your your puppy in a in a? <laughs> literally, it hey. was. Were you getting laid while was, while you were watching it? No, it was literally. I was filling time between classes. Transformers One. Did you has, figure out a masturbate? Transformers <laughs> One had sparkles of promise in it, man. Yeah. Transformers One is not entirely irredeemable. Yeah, it's not good. No, but it's not like. But and, then two, and then three. Fucking forget it. Yeah, four. I can't even believe they made. I haven't seen it. 
I've just the things I've read. More are coming. I know. Yeah. It's like if you know, because I that is that's one of my classic disses when I talk about story and structure and all this kind of stuff. And I, I said, you know that Transformers Two is like two and a half hours of movie as fireworks display. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I, w- I will say this because yes, Michael Bay tells terrible stories, but he does the ballet of destruction amazingly. That is what they pay him for. That's what people pay to see, and he does it well. Oftentimes. He choreographs that stuff. I just get lost with the jumbly robot pieces. Sure. Yeah. Now, with the new movie, the do you see my diatribe about the posters? They Uh, have the eyes all blacked out. The Batman v Superman? Yeah. I just thought it was just, you could just see the difference between that one and Civil War. Just really, really The new posters are out now. Yeah. Yeah. The full body posters. You got heroes fighting heroes, and one side, they're looking at each other dead on, connected, the Marvel people. Yeah. And the other one is, they're separated, and their eyes are covered. So they're not even, so they're just blinded. Yeah, I can't. You know, that's I can't it's put the that New York on the filmmakers. I put that on. I put that as the fault of the marketing people. It's yeah. funny too because I almost see. I, I, I've mentioned Zach before. Zach did Red, Red and Pleasant Land and Vorheim. He's also made some great commentary on creation and comics. He's the one who made the great statement of Marvel is about characters, DC is about settings and ideas, and the way Paul just described those posters, you can almost see that dynamic. Right there. It was clear as day. Yeah. Did the, the Marvel characters interact. You care what happens between characters. And those DC posters are ripped up wall posters of the city. Yeah. 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 Setting. And and the other thing, I you know, and again, ever since New 52, but I mean, really pretty much in the 21st century, it's like, can somebody please go and give the fine folks at Warner Brothers some therapy? I don't know, <laughs> Xanax, some antidepressants yeah. of some kind. They need to move out of L.A. The problem, <laughs> the the thing with uh, the new Fifty Two, I really love the new Batman comic. Yeah, and it's exceptional. Yeah. But I also love Capullo's art. I'm a sucker for anybody who's aping McFarlane like he is and it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, and and there again, New Fifty Two Superman. He's Mopey Man and, and, until recently. Actually, Greg Pak, Greg Pak's running it. He's taking it a little bit more. Fixing him up a little bit. That's good. Can yeah. Kapoor draw feet? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Footman. Yeah. Well, dude. No. Uh, McFarlane can. McFarlane <laughs> could draw feet. No, McFarlane, he can't. Dude, feet he's not Liefeld level foot. Feet are gross. All right, he's not as bad as Liefeld. Right? right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Get your '90s anatomically challenged artists in, in line. Yeah, here. Yeah, life can't even draw wrists, so. right. and not nearly as many pouches. <laughs> we got another email, gentlemen. Oh, cool! From Patrick. Hey, guys. I appreciate the advice you gave me on episode 299. Oh God, what do we do now? <laughs> on whether or not I should take my three-year-old to see The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hearing all those heartfelt stories about all I your experiences put a smile on my face. Thank you all for that. I'll be taking your advice, taking my three-year-old a week or two after opening night on Saturday afternoon. He loves dressing up, so we'll be going decked out in our costumes, which is not something I had thought of doing, but I'm sure he will love. Thanks, Paul. This past weekend, I sat down with some family and friends to watch all six movies in their entirety, all 13 and a half hours in one day. Wow. It really gave me a new perspective on the prequels and how they play into the big picture that is Star Wars. I have a newfound respect for them, and once you get past some of the less stellar dialogue, you yes. really start to grasp how amazing it all is yeah. and how there is nothing quite like it anywhere no. else. 
Alas, I'm preaching to the choir. Mm -hmm. However, I truly recommend that those who have the time dedicate 13.5 hours to watch Star Wars in its entirety to do so and go in with a new set of eyes. Thanks once again. May the force be with you, Patrick S. Did he mention what order he watched them in? Was it machete order? He did mention <laughs> the order. I think he did the whole thing. I uh, think yeah. he just went prequel right into sequel. You Ooh. know what? Or prequel right into original. I tried machete order, and I have to say it's tough. Is it? Because you do the first two, the best two of the franchise, yeah. <laughs> and then you jump into... Attack of the Clones, which is better than Phantom Menace, but still, but still it's like they're all ugh. but stills. I'm like, I'm Jarring. like, I'm sitting there like, wow, that this, elevator scene. This is a bit of a grind. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, a nest of gun dogs. Yeah. No spoilers <laughs> oh, here, yeah. though. <laughs> Steve Remember and that I went, scene that would have been good in the movie. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> it's such an improv rule. Steve and I shit. went to a second viewing, and we got in there, and as the previews are rolling we hear this from behind us and it was a little kid and steve and i looked at each other like oh christ when force awakens started we forgot that kid was there that kid shut up sat down and watched his star wars movie and he was totally taken by excellent it. yeah i it was funny because <laughs> in my classes um, the students say, so they said, so, uh, uh, how should we watch the star Wars movie? Should we watch the first trilogy first and the second one? Or should we watch them in chronological order? I said, well, the, uh, the good news about watching them in chronological order is that they get better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There is but that. You really got to watch the original, I think first, then go back to the prequels. Cause there's so many things in the prequels that get ruined that will ruin the original trilogy and, yeah. and the original trilogy informs a ton of the prequels. That's right. why I think the Machete Order works in that regard. Yeah, yeah. When, when I get down to it, especially for like books, when you get down to brass tacks, go with publication order. Mm -hmm. Just go with the order it was made right. in. Don't, don't kill yourself about chronology and stuff. Yeah. Barry was asking about Aftermath. What about it? You liked it, yeah? I did. There you go, Barry. Okay, because I just wanted to get my... Star Wars fix on a little I told bit him more you should check after out the movie. Rucka so. Junior High shit. It's good, man. And it's not Junior High. It's just written for like ninth to twelfth grade. And I it's told really Paul, I, you know, for all the time you're spending wandering around Zia looking for bullshit, I could have read this entire book. It was so <laughs> it's, short. It's really good. Though. There's also that young adult Star Wars book, uh, Lost Stars. Pretty thick, mm. like 500 pages. Uh, but that one ends with the Battle of Jakku. So okay. So you you get that information. Which I started playing in uh, Battlefront this week. Fun. I finally had some time yesterday to play Battlefront again. I haven't played forever. And Battle of Jakku is in there, and it's pretty neat. Man, there's yeah. one point where I was just farting around, shooting stuff, and running around. And then all of a sudden I hear this, just this crazy sound. And I turn around, and a fucking Star Destroyer is slowly crashing into the planet. <laughs> oh. It's fascinating. It's re and I just, I was like, Does I'm going to get shot. Hit? Yeah, it hits. Oh, no. It crashes into the fucking Sand goes everywhere. It's not, I mean, it's that fucking crashed Star Destroyer. Like close where you can interact with it? No, it's in the distance, but I mean, it's still, it's impressive. It's Star Andy and I yeah. played some Battlefront yeah, cur did. courtesy of uh, Scully. Mm-hmm. Um, we, what we were did, your feelings? We did the horde mode and stuff. and Love what it. were your feelings? Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah, right? It. It's it a really is, pretty game. I kind of wish there was a single player. Yeah, I wish there was more single player stuff too, but you know, if wishes were horses, then beggars would ride. 
<laughs> One more email. Oh, oh, oh now who's old? Ooh. <laughs> now who's wow. throwing out the old? I'm always throwing out the oldie yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oldie quotes abound. I also went and saw with Anne. We went to see Sisters, uh, the new uh, Amy Poehler Tina Fey piece, and Tina Fey busts out if people in uh, people in hell want ice water, and I was like, "See Anne, see." <laughs> Comedy gold, comedy gold. Because <laughs> she always gives me shit for my old man's phrases, but that's that's one I'll defend to the end. Bully, I gave her a cauliflower ear. <laughs> one more email, then we talk Star Wars. All right. Hello, uh, Geek Shock. Hello. First, I want to start real light and pass on a link. I'm doing this especially for you, Barry. Oh boy. To you, miniature obsessed members. This is in relation to tabletop miniature scene building. Oh, oh tabletop. I'm I, was sorry. Gonna, I thought he called me a miniature. Yeah, you are. No. You might have seen this Fucker. website. If not, take a look at Hearst Arts Fantasy Architecture. Yeah. They sell silicone molds that allow assembly of a wide variety of structures. You have to cast your own pieces and then block by block build your vision. Kind of neat in a tedious kind of way. Anyway, on to the meat of the email. <laughs> neat and tedious. I like that. They know it's right up modeling alley. A couple of weeks ago, you guys took questions about elements of TV shows, and it got me thinking. I wish you would provide further insight into something I've noticed quite regularly after listening to your year's worth of podcasts. Why is there such a trend amongst the Geek Shock crew to distill evil or bad characters in something that's hardly worth talking about? On Geek Shock, I often hear, he's a bad guy, so I don't care about him. But you need that other side of the coin to give the good character's purpose. Shouldn't you be giving the bad side at least as much consideration as the good, at least from the perspective of understanding the whole picture? Even when you're talking about the entirely bad-themed shows like Sons of Anarchy, surely there are characters within the cast who are leaning more toward good side of the spectrum (laughs) that would merit some consideration. It just seems like there's far too sharp black and white delineation between good and evil and the resulting dismissal of a character's worth that is undermining half the content you're consuming. Keep fighting the geek fight. G in Henderson. Uh, Did you guys at some point, did I miss the show where you uh, didn't like characters who were kind of gray in their moral? uh, We didn't, we we made a sweeping argument. We didn't watch, we didn't want to watch shows like Sons of Anarchy because there was nobody that we cared about. I Sons of Anarchy, I have a real problem with because it's it to me it's it's always just bad people having bad things happen to them and then doing more bad things. There, it, yeah, there's a little bit of gray, but when you really look at it, they've sworn an oath to a murder gang, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, guess what's gonna happen to you? Terrible shit. <laughs> you belong to a murder gang. I would say the sort of thing I haven't watched. I'm still still on my 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 uh, my list of things to I watch. I mean, I watched but, the uh, first four seasons. No, no, Breaking Bad would be the thing that, that yeah, that exactly. I watched the entirety of Sons of Anarchy, and I really like the show. And I can't watch Breaking Bad because it just makes me nervous. It's I'm like a opposite. bunch of people making bad decisions. I'm the opposite because Breaking Bad you kind of see a little stronger motivation. Now, they, it gets to a point near the end where you're just like, well, of course you're going to ruin everything, you dumb well, shit. Well, with Sons of Anarchy, it, yeah, they're bad. But it's also about a bunch of people who were raised in that environment no, I, and, who and, have no other decisions they can possibly make. You're right. Where these decisions are wrong to us normal, what I consider normal <laughs> folks, but it's right to them. Kind of like, uh, uh, Andy, what? earmuffs. Oh, well, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. no We're but, not. But I hear you. Kind I of like you. other characters. I hear you. You get the idea. The thing that my problem with, I guess, my problem with with Sons of Anarchy, 
and you're exactly right. You're exactly right. They don't know any better, many of these characters, because they were raised in this, and that's the show is ostensibly about family and loyalty. It's about and all that shit. it was based on kind of like Hamlet. Yeah. Yes. That's what a friend of mine said. Yeah. Well, however, however, it also to me smacks of religious dogma. Where eh? oh, I was raised in this church, so I got to behave. A, that's this re- way. that's reaching. Oh really? You seen their meetings? You seen their table? You seen their little gatherings and their rituals? Look at this table. No, look I, at this ritual. <laughs> ritual yeah, is important. Yeah. I'm pointing at all of you around the room. But we we're not it. putting together a murder gang. This is the <laughs> we're difference. We're not. Wait, no. come no. on. Oh, I was, this isn't what? what I signed up for. That's the only reason I came back into town. The problem, the problem <laughs> I have there, so murdery. and everything. The problem I have there is there's just Humanity. not a great deal of uh, motivation for those characters besides I'm going to exact revenge upon someone or I'm going to right an ancient wrong, and it's just, but it, but it's all problems that they created themselves. I guess that's the thing for me. With Breaking Bad, cancer is the motivator, oh, and that so is an external force. So and if it's, it's an external force, it's okay. It's not. A, it's not a problem. No, 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 no. But at a certain point, he flips. I mean, that's all. He Breaking Bad. He flips, and it, it. There are definitely some hard episodes to watch in that whole thing. Yeah. When you remove morality, you remove conflict. Are you saying because no. there are no morals, or because their morals are so weak in? Uh, Sons of Anarchy, I don't give a fuck. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it's it. It's a yeah. different yeah. set well, of morale. That's of different from no conflict. I mean, yeah. I, I, granted, yeah. I haven't watched it, but it sounds like there's a shit ton of conflict. It's there's just- a ton of conflict, and I think that's one of the faults that I find uh, often with these things that I don't care for. It's conflict in place of character. Yeah, because uh, what I was going to say, Plot the other, the other really great gray area show well, yeah, out there is House of Cards, which is... I you enjoy know. the hell out of it. Well, third season kind of... Third, yeah, I know. Third yeah. season Third season wasn't as fun as the first two seasons. No. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the one I always turn to or, you know, when I talk about protagonist antagonist. Oh, I yeah. Go, I said, you know, Frank Underwood's the protagonist of that story, but he yeah. is definitely not a heroic character. He's not the villain all. of the piece. Yeah, he's bad news. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, I, the third season just... What happened to the fun? And he just runs a very expensive murder gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't like House of Cards, and you don't like no. Uh, I, Sons like of Anarchy? Yeah, I like House of Cards. I like House of Cards. Then what? Season three, mm-hmm. man. Then but tell Sons me the Anarchy difference between know. House of Cards and Sons of Anarchy in the regard that the main characters are basically what we consider to be villains. They're morally ambiguous as is it because, as compared to common morality. Got, is it because they resolve conflicts with violence? Uh, no, because that happens in both. Steve, okay. go ahead. What do you um, got? I, I think the the thing is that Frank Underwood shows you what evil looks like when evil doesn't think it's evil. Because Frank Underwood is doing what he feels is necessary for him to get what he wants, but it's not necessarily evil. Yeah. And and so, I mean, everyone watching is just going, oh my, you can't do that. Real people don't do that. Um, here's they kind of do. Okay, so here's well, why I think here's why for me House of Card Cards works better than Sons of Anarchy. Both are based on secrets. Okay, mm-hmm. House of Cards is all about secrets. Who has the information? Who can use it to manipulate to get power the most? You know, and how the more secrets Frank Underwood can hold, the more cards he holds. Right. Now, Sons of Anarchy is built on just a ton of secrets too. Everybody has different agendas and 
you know, who murdered who and all this kind of thing. But with Sons of Anarchy, many of these secrets aren't ever used for leverage. They are just concealed. Uh, and watch the show? Yes, I have. And instead of... Every, most of those could just be cured with the littlest bit of honesty. None of these characters are ever honest with each other or mm-hmm. themselves, so I don't feel like there's anybody I can relate to. Even Frank Underwood has moments where he looks at the camera and is like, I am a monster, and I'm about to monster up some shit. <laughs> yeah. And you go, is it also- oh, yeah. Because these, these other guys are just like, they're just kind of bumbling through. Right. Is it if also they take a matter one of moment a, well, to tell something honest to another person, they like so many times they get a connection and things could move from there. And that's yeah. real life too, but go ahead. Yeah. Is it a matter of that we, we as a group in this room value intelligence over brawn? Uh, that's part of it, but I mean, I don't know. It sounds of anarchy is just goofy. I, I think it also comes down to just what is compelling individually. Right. Uh, Jessica Jones we fawned over the purple man as a villain. Sure we did. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's when it's written well. It's when yeah. it's performed it's done well. well. When it's performed no, that's well. That's true, yeah. yeah. And Even before when it has found subs- out he was fucked up, really. Yeah, when it uh, has substance yeah, to when, it. When I've got... When it makes sense. Jax Teller, who can't act his way out of a paper bag, going up against scene-chewing Hellboy. I'm just I'm like, Robin. meh, whatever. Acting aside... But there you go. That's but that's me, right? That's me. That's why I hate Smallville. It's well, well, by a you bunch hate of Smallville marionettes. for a few reasons, which I totally agree with you. The acting and the writing and the everything. It comes yeah. down to personal and preference. It's DC, yeah. it's I can see G's point. It comes down to personal preference, and uh, we're going to discuss very soon. There are definitely some villains I embrace, and I, I I've pretty much discovered only a couple nights ago that there's only one movie that I watch every year. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Ah, yeah, I love that movie. What about Bad and that, Santa? And that is a... never seen it. And that's all... <gasps> fuck you. And the, <laughs> there is no you. good character. You're no good me. guy in right. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. And I love every single one of those okay. characters. Yeah. I, since you said it, and we have Professor here, and I don't even know if we've done this on the show before. <laughs> Professor, yeah, have, would wait. you please, please for me, oh boy, do what I want. Uh, dance monkey dance <laughs> can I prepare for this because I haven't actually done this particular bit in a while sure yeah, uh, yeah. you guys talk amongst yourselves okay and we'll come back to this yeah. very well now, yeah, if you so. want to see amazing acting of a bunch of despicable characters oh, please, I'm not Glenn that Gary good. Glenn Ross it's <laughs> 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 damn incredible he thinks he, you're talking about him and I don't even know what, what, what you're setting up for us right here. Oh, so. You've heard this before. Have be I? so happy when you hear it. Okay. Okay. Here we come. Okay. Oh, he's, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's looking. Oh, no. He's, he's got to find the lines. Okay. So, and, 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 you know, some people gravitate toward villains more than others. It's, yeah. when they, it's when they get all hand-ringy that I get a little. You know, it's funny, too. Glengarry Glenn Ross, you mentioned. They mentioned putting in the thing about Shelley's daughter in the hospital. And it's sort of like... You know, because it was like... That's not in the play. Right. And it's like, you know, I guess they felt they had to do that for a movie because as a as a play, it definitely adds to your element of there's nobody in there who's a good person. Because mm-hmm. Shelley's daughter in a hospital... That gives him a sympathetic motivation. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort and, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, why'd you guys do that? Sure. Yeah. 
because they're. Scared. I actually haven't watched that in quite a while. I probably should watch that again. That's Netflix. Great, it is. Baby life. It is. Oh yeah. man. The one I watch every year, right around this time of year, Die Hard, my favorite Christmas ah, movie. There it is. Yeah. Proper. In Bad Santa, huh? Best I keep hearing Christmas that's really movie. great. I haven't seen that yet. Is that on Netflix? It's very Does funny. It's amazing Christmas movie. <laughs> well, you're, you're going to have to prep your preps sooner, uh-oh, Mister. Uh oh. We, we on, got radio timer burning. Come on. Come on. All right. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Ow, you're on my cookie. Pardon? You're crushing my Andorian symbol. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? I was yes. Okay. All right. Well, some kind of fr- these are well-researched well, cookies. I was going to I was going to reference it at the end of the podcast. Okay. This is uh, this is not going to be perfect because I have not done this in a while. Oh boy. Um, but this is because we're the Oscar. Are you giving this to Baldwin? Oh, he's looking for the lines. It's better than Baldwin. Better it's than better than Baldwin. It's um, okay. I can't find. It. No, wait, it's wait. Pacino. It's Pacino. Oh, are you gonna do the subway yeah. car smell like shit? No. Oh, I'm gonna do the uh, one that uses the c word. Oh, <laughs> terrific. Yes. So for those of you who uh, do not like hearing uh, female anatomy referred to with the c word, wow, turn it, turn it down at this point. All right. So <laughs> we'll tell you when to turn it. Did up. you just trigger war in the show? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I did. He I did. means to Ruben. Uh, see, academia. Um, all right. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Oh God! Uh, I, I remember oh it God. was it was late in my career, and 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 Jack Lemon uh, called me up. Uh, they're doing the movie version of Glengarry Glen Ross, and he said, "Hey, Jim, you ought, you ought to come down and audition for the for the part of um, uh, Ricky Roma." And so I looked over the script and had it memorized. And, I went in and, and it went a little something <laughs> like this. Oh, God. <laughs> oh boy. You stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> yes, you, <laughs> shithead. Williamson, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking to you. You just cost me $5,000 and a new car. What are you going to do about it, shithead? You. You are here to help us out. Are you not? To help us out, not to fuck us up? I don't care who you know, whose uncle you are, whose dick you're sucking, you're on the way out. Thank you. (laughs) Now explain to the kids who Jimmy Stewart is. (laughs) So Jimmy Stewart... Oh, boy. Oh, Google Jimmy Stewart. All right. Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful life. This, is the, mo- oh, this yeah. is the moment. I'm From playing. here on out, we're talking Star Wars till we're done talking about Star Wars. I'm leaving. I Yay. don't know how long this is going to take. Wrong direction. Now, Andy's <laughs> welcome to stay, but he has not seen the movie. So he is going to... Apparently, crack a cider escape and somewhere. For the beer. He hasn't seen the movie, stupid fuck that he is. You put it on the comic, you stupid ass. I don't give a shit. Doggone. Fuck out of here, you stupid fucking cunt. What's wrong? Doggone, silly, stupid. One of us is going to jail, and it's not going to be me. Who said you could podcast with men? So, from this point on, maybe not on for at least a little while, and I'll have this time marked in the show notes. Spoilers. Snape kills Dumbledore. Star Wars, 
The Force Awakens. Spoilers ahoy. Starting now. And Dumbledore's gay. What? What? Wow. Gay and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, gentlemen, The Force Awakens. The floor is yours. Loved it. Loved Absolutely it. loved it. Loved Thought it. it was at least number three after uh, Empire and New Hope. I'll agree with yep. that. Yep. Uh, I'm number four. Whoa, what's still the, got Jedi ahead of it? Jedi's better. Still. Really? Yeah, yeah. Paul's got a soft spot for the Ewoks. Uh, no, I just have a soft spot for better films. <gasps> you guys will, you guys will see. No, no. defend that. Statement. I, I, I think he can because I, I have some issues as well. You will see down the road. It is not. We are still in that yes. Halcyon glory phase. Can, like, can we all oh agree God. on a few things? Can we agree that? We have a lot more things we like about it oh, than we yes. have problems. With, oh, yeah. Because I only have a couple problems. Without a doubt, it, it was not a perfect it. movie. No, it's not, but it's but it, you're you're right, Barry. It is it's it's opening up good discussion about Star Wars as Star Wars, not what does this mean? Why in the fuck did this happen? What <laughs> you know? Most discussions are just like, hey, maybe this is this, and it's just a little more on the positive than yeah. what I remember from the prequel. The prequels just left me in agony. Well, that's because <laughs> decisions agony. were made that no one would make. Can right. we agree on the one of the best new characters, Kylo Ren? He's my favorite. Yeah, my favorite thing in the he's whole got such depth deal. To him, and he's so yeah, already from the yeah. start. Of himself yeah. yep. and oh, and I like Ray too. Mm-hmm. Ray's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. There's no, there's no. Max Landis yeah. had a really interesting take on I, that. We saw it. We just oh, watched we it. Oh, we saw yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And can, uh, you the, can you give me the Penny version of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she can do anything right off the bat. Uh, he and it calls her a Mary Sue. Right. Uh, which some people took as a sexist thing, but it's really just a. I don't think it's sexist. It's not. It's a, it's a movie. It's, it's a movie thing of. Uh, it's a term. The, yeah, it's, it's a, a writing term, term, especially in fan fiction. Character yeah. can do anything. Everything right. comes easy. Everything is. And I don't like that. Because the Mary Sue is distinctly about authorial insertion. Yes. yes. And yeah. that the author is is that character right. and writing on There's the no JJ uh Arndt or uh or Kazden here. Ray is extremely competent and she is liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. That is very true, and I can see what Landis is talking about there. But right. I still Loved Ray a yeah. lot. I love that. Well, character. I mean, she well, she's just she's really a cipher for the audience. That's which okay, fine. We got to go on the journey with somebody. Then what was Finn? Uh, I, you tell me. I did not care for his character. I had really? a problem with really? Finn because I did not believe. I mean, I liked overall the performance and the character in of itself. I don't believe for a minute. This is someone who was raised as a child right. in a regimented soldier barrack society to be a stormtrooper. He's yeah. a little too individualistic for that well, to be a real Individualistic. He's kind of spastic. He's kind of jumpy. He's there. Too much there going on that makes me think of someone who was raised as a child, not someone who was recently recruited. Mm-hmm. If he said, "I was drafted last year, man. This fucking sucks." Bingo. Right. Bingo. Yeah. But Ray's as a child, I could not yeah, see. He's a little loosey goosey. Hell, hmm. he's even hitting on Ray, the, one of the exactly, first Exactly. Exactly. If you're Ray in a barracks, you're sucking dick. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> now we're talking about your childhood. For- well, what? No, that's a that's a whole other fan theory between uh, Finn and Poe. But yeah. uh, <laughs> oh my god! Slash fiction is deep already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and you know what? But I gotta say, go for it. After that ridiculous embrace, I was lost on that. I'm like, seriously, you guys knew each other for eight minutes, and you're hugging like kindred spirits. They saved each other's lives, My, man. But that means here's something. No, it means nothing. And he's uh, a hell of a pilot. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Not just Finn in general really bugged me. Uh, his motivations switched so quickly. 
uh, one moment, I've got to get away from the First Order. The next moment, I've just, uh, I've got to go join the Rebels. I really should do this. This is probably a good idea. No, you know, I'm just going to go off to the Outer Rim. No, I need to help my friends. No, I'm just like, so wish-wash. And I mean, some people, you might go, oh, well, that's how people are. They change their mind. Yeah, but doesn't do make it for a, doesn't make for an interesting protagonist. Yeah, and they and they do it with much better writing. Yes, I think that was that, that. That's ultimately it. I just wish they'd had more takes on several of the lines. Like I thought some of it was okay, but there's just so many places where I was like, "That was the first take," and they just went with it. Plot they, driven versus character driven. Yeah, again, yeah. and and so the only difference there was uh, Kylo Ren, and then but even Kylo Ren had that one line that I'm just like what nails on chalkboard. It's like, "You think Han Solo is the father you never had," and I'm just like. He'll disappoint you eventually. Oh, so I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, line. I didn't have a problem really I with any of his lines. I don't want people to tell me what I'm supposed to think. Characters should not be telling me what the author was thinking when they were writing the piece. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course, that's a father figure for her. He's 80 years old and she's 15. <laughs> yeah, that's a dad. This is so stupid. It's a grandfather figure to her. Right. Now, you know what's <laughs> funny is that. Even with that criticism, this movie handled family shit better than uh, a lot of the previous ones. Uh, relationship <laughs> the, the, the shit. The prequels? Uh, uh, so. Han and Leia talking and just them oh, talking yeah. about yeah, their son. Nice moments, yeah. There they is really no really moment of, twice. hey, Han, do you think we... Because how many movies would have gone for Han and Leia... You know what? After this last mission, let's 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 have dinner. Let's talk about you know maybe we can rekindle. Yes, I'm pleased they did not try to patch it up. Yep, I'm pleased they left the shattered relationship yep. shattered, and all that kind of thing. There, there there was some good stuff. Just to f- just enough to let you know what happened in the interim. Yeah, yeah. now details what happened. Like I liked the movie. I liked it. Yeah. It got me thinking. It affected me emotionally, which none of the prequels did. The prequels just ups- upset and eye rolled me. <laughs> I, like that, the whole of of the f- the final one, <laughs> I was just in a state of get me out of here. Right? <laughs> but th- this movie did not do that to me at all. Uh, like I said, there were just some nails on a chalkboard dialogue a few times for me where I wish I'd just done a couple more takes, had a couple more script doctors in there to go. Let's patch this up a little bit. There were a few lines in there that specifically just like just really over the head. And I just wish it had been. Oh, uh, when when uh, I even like when when Kylo said uh, at the end, like, "What should we do with all the villagers? Kill them all." You know what you say? Eliminate them. You don't say kill them all. Mm-hmm. You yeah. say eliminate them. It's part of the, or, part of the process of dehumanizing the enemy. Right. You say eliminate them, or you say remove them, or you say deal with them with yeah. with this malice in there. You don't go kill them all. Yeah. Like, Let God sort them out. Right. It's just. And it's it's a small thing, but it's you wouldn't. No, that's a good point. That's, you wouldn't that's say kind of, yeah. kill them all. Were you the one, or who was who was it that was talking about that that the line, um, or even end them, yeah. or remove them, yeah. or wipe them away? Somebody there's was, so many. There's like eight to ten different, really intriguing ways to speak that line. And kill without, them all is not one of them. No, kill them all is too banal. And it it, it it humanizes the event. Then you say, I am a killer. 
He's and not, Sith aren't. He's but I think that's something Sith. he's trying to be. Nah. Not a Sith. Yeah, he's I guess trying he's trying to be like his grandfather. There's an and argument. He's trying to be darker. There's an and argument going, there. Going on this uh, too much on the nose. Were you the one that was saying? Somebody was talking about how the even the line. Hey, BB-8, get yes. aboard. Yeah, that, that was, that was one of my... F- and yeah. you know what? That had stuck this, out I, to me, too. It's like, why didn't he... Where, 3PO, R2, yeah. BB-8? Yeah, I mean, Luke knows those robots for a minute, and he calls them by nicknames. And it's just like, hey, kids, this is BB-8, the hot new toy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just say, BB, or get in there, 8. You know yeah. what I mean? Or just something like that. Well, so, one of us would call him bait, let's face it. <laughs> but either way, or, or even just... The bait. Or even any other... Han just shoves it aside and calls it ball yeah, or something any, like that. Yeah, right? the ball, yeah, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Any other nickname. But he's supposed to be Pose, and you would think that there would be a A camaraderie. And under, yeah. yeah. A nickname. The whole thing. Lock it down, bizarre. R2. Yeah, it's like, BB-8. Like, you're running for your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah, oh, Michael just, Mattingly, yeah. get into the car. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you didn't know? Oh, I always hated stories where in the first paragraph when a character is introduced, it's like, Paul Mattingly walked into the room and looked around and thought, wow, there's a lot of nerd shit here. Yeah, yeah it, it, just, it was just, a, again, another take, another take or two. Or let somebody look at that and go, hmm, that smells stink a whiff. Yeah. It's small. What's wonderful <laughs> is it's small stuff. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is for the most part small stuff until the last twenty minutes. <laughs> then we can argue for days about where that thing went. Last twenty minutes, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, okay, oh, go, go on, right. please. I'd, I'd like <laughs> to talk about that <laughs> last twenty. Let's minutes. talk about twenty minutes. Okay. Um, what's your problem with the last twenty? What's your largest problem with the last twenty minutes? My largest problem with the last twenty minutes <clears throat> would have to be. Just the replay of the scenario. <laughs> I was just going to say it. Yeah, the but fact that it, it twice becomes Star I've seen it Wars twice already. <laughs> the tr- uh, did not like Greg Gernberg becoming uh, Porkins 2. <laughs> Took me out of the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm, I understand if I had a chance to put my best friend in Star Wars, I'd do it too. But he's just like, I'm like Greg Gernberg. <laughs> you ain't no Jedi pilot. Uh, that is funny. Whatever. Playing a character that actually is in Star Wars Aftermath. Oh. Of course he is. Um, <laughs> That's why he didn't die. Okay. Everybody, yeah, everybody gets killed. Um, it's just meh, the trench run. Really? A trench run? Come on. It didn't bother me. I know. I mean, I did go, <laughs> I did go, oh, a trench run. But it wasn't like it's like, okay, I'm out of here or anything like that. No, but it, the thing was that whole last thing was just like, Hey, we gotta go do what we've done twice before. We'll probably be able to do it. And it's <laughs> acknowledged. It's they acknowledged. They even Han said Solo. another Death Star. I know. It's, no, it's, just, it's bigger. I know. It's what just the fuck. But there's always something we can do to blow it up. It's Han's so, right. It's so tongue in cheek yeah. and strange at that but point. But it's nicely done. You've got to admit, dude. It's well done. BB-8 is total kitty marketing bait. I but love BB-8. But I still was, liked. The character. Dude, BB-8, no. That character was my favorite thing. The first 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, all I could th- kept thinking in my head was, BB-8 deserved a better film. Like, <laughs> seriously, I was just like, I was like, this is my favorite thing so far. He made me tear up within the first 10 minutes doing just BB-8. And it turns out, it's Bill Hader 
doing voice work on that. And of course, I just Bill wait a minute, Hader. wait, wait, wait. Bill Hader's doing what? Voice work for BB-8. Yeah, he was had a part voice. Of, yeah, that was all voice. That was all. Well, that was that's mostly vocal sounds stuff. But the, that's the secret that you don't realize. It's the same reason R2 is so successful because Ben Burt, when he made all those sounds, it's R2 is half baby coos and mm-hmm. tiger purrs and all kind of shit, man. So deep stuff, down, we you hear we it hear on a, on a level that you it. don't really understand. Okay, and that's why those fucking robots hit me in such an emotional place. Well, I didn't have a, as much of a problem with the last twenty minutes, except see, and, and here's where we get deep nerd, like 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 this is the line or something. Um, <laughs> Star Killer Base. Let's let's talk about the physics of Star Killer Base. Uh, okay, <laughs> this is the next thing I was going to go into. All right, uh-huh. Mr. Dyson. How? Okay, we understand from the previous films. That the Death Star goes to hyperspace and goes to Yavin Four and has to get around the right position to shoot the base away and shit like that. Okay, does it go How- to hyperspace? Yeah, well, it sure well, it has shit to. doesn't travel relativistically. Otherwise, it'd still be fucking traveling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I never even thought about Did the you Death go to Star. School? Yeah, no, but does. I never thought about the Death Star going to hyperspace. The Death Star travels in hyperspace. They don't show it beca- because money. I don't know. <laughs> First off, you cannot possibly take Starkiller Base to hyperspace because it's a fucking planet with right. an ecosystem. Yeah. You take that to hyperspace, everything's fucking dead. Done. Right. Right? And what they do? They, Trees and all. They just decided to build it in build a it, they place where it. there were a bunch of suns right next door. Well, that's the other yeah. thing. How many suns <laughs> do they have to load up on? Yeah. And uh-huh. I guess that was the conceit of why it was all wintry. It's like, we've been burning up the suns. It's getting really chilly. <laughs> no, no, no. getting to look <laughs> a lot like Christmas here. <laughs> Even a little bit, you're gonna screw up life for everything in the system. Yeah, and you I mean, don't clearly they didn't give a fuck. It. Yeah, right. just suck the sun that's out. the that's the that's the thing. It's what like why hell? don't you just go to where a sun is and suck out the sun and let them die? <laughs> yeah. It why would take like a Paul, second. Paul, it's for the same reason you don't blow up Yavin instead of circling for that stupid moon. <laughs> What? In the original Star Wars. Why didn't they just blow up the parent planet instead of circling around yeah, it for you, the moon If you base? have the power to blow up a planet, yeah, no, you if definitely blown, have if the power blown up to Yavin, a moon into the other planet. If they'd blown up Yavin, the on. moon base would have been fucked too. Yeah. Exactly. And well, I guess, well, I, did they have the power to blow up Yavin? Sure. Yeah. It's a planet they, killer. They blew up it's a Alderaan. planet killer. Did they get too close? Is that what happened? So, you know, no, Alderaan wasn't inside. Job. It was dramatic tension. Yeah. They wanted that little clock thingy. Death yeah. stars uh, can't melt counting. steel beams. Yeah, yeah right. Alderaan Dude, truthers. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Alderaan truthers. <laughs> but no. Oh my god. <laughs> The rebels, they spent like a year sawing at all the foundations. <laughs> the planet. Just saying. Okay. So, <laughs> let's get back to let's get back to Starkiller Base for a second. So it's, let's assume for a second that this the harnessing the power of the sun and all that is fine. Right. It's yeah. a big assumption. Know where right. you're going. Know where you're going. Just follow it. Like <laughs> And so it shoots this this thing they sucked a whole sun into, into their a into planet. a planet let's just assume that that's cool nothing problematic <laughs> about that yeah. and okay let's just assume it's cool now they shoot this beam out right uh-huh. the beam does not travel at light speed it does not we know this because we watch kylo ren from the bridge of the star destroyer watching the beam go across right. a little creep slow well it's not and just then, light it's plasma what the In fuck any ever? Event, it's not going at light speed. <laughs> and then it splits apart somehow, Which is light, I guess. Plasma and, is light. And it reaches 
it splits apart somehow and reaches all these different planets, yeah, five like four different or five targets. of your moon targets, whatever. Even assuming one of them were an inhabited planet full of Republic citizens, what, hey. why would they be in the same system? I thought they were they were in all kinds of different systems. Uh, this that is I where... just figured they were blowing up moons leading to the uh, to the no the... they they said. They said they were blowing up like uh, the Republic Senate or something like that. The Holy right. Republic. Right. It, be... it looked like Coruscant. Right. But I'm still not sure. They're saying it no, wasn't. It wasn't Coruscant. No, the Hosnians. The Hosnian, Sen- Hosnian system. The Hosnian si- system was the seat of the the Republic Senate. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It was not Coruscant. Well, okay. this is no original planets were really mentioned. This is this is a pro. J.J. <laughs> Abrams doesn't know how space works. Is ultimately how how it works because because. Because this is a problem we had with the 2009 Star Trek. You can't see Vulcan from, you know, wherever Where, yeah. your, wherever your maroon Spock. You can't see it. So, and yet he was seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk, yeah. Unless, it, unless they so were that's on my Beta Eridani 2 or that's one. Yeah. yeah. Big problem with Starkiller Base is yeah. that, that, that so weapon that's it. was it. The last 20 minutes, and then I didn't care for the... Uh, the Luke reveal exactly. I thought it was fine. Just the way it was all shot was a little wonko. A lot with, of with the helicopter shot going around, a lot of people holding didn't out, like that. holding out a <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was saber for like, hours on end. Saber or what? That's my spot. Yeah, it was just oh, oh. it's oh. Jeff. Jeff, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Jeff, wow. <laughs> a nicely kinda, Jeff, eighties Jeff. This is nicely dressed. A little whack, but what are you gonna do? One interesting thing that Stephen King. Mm-hmm. saved me while watching that show, watching that movie, from caring that they were reusing plot points. Okay. I'm currently reading Stephen King's time travel book, 1122-63. Uh, oh, which is awesome. Getting in preparation for the new show. Indeed. Now, one of the main thorough themes that he keeps revisiting is that the past harmonizes with itself. And because that's in my brain, because I'm reading the book literally before going to see the movie, I'm like, oh, this is time harmonizing with itself. And even though I am thrusting the Stephen King idea onto this movie, it helped gel the movie together for me. It's it's, it's just a real hard literal turn on the Lucas idea of the movies rhyming with each other. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, rhyme to the point of the using the same couplets. There's two things with this <laughs> yeah. that I, I really want to throw out there that I really like about this aspect. First off, they've done the Death Star story now for the soft reboot now for what it looks like. So At least for another movie. So <laughs> hopefully we don't have to see this storyline for It'll a while. It'll probably happen in next yeah. movie. I, I already told Barry what the next I, movie I is I think if be. they would have survived, if that planet thing would have survived then yes and that would have been interesting if they couldn't have taken it out uh but on the other hand what i really loved about this movie and again i have problems with it but what i really liked about it is that it was a star wars film that had weight and physics again it wasn't leaping dragon everywhere dumb jedi movements like oh they can do that now too um it (laughs) was everything felt grounded felt real yep i mean except for where he force holds the blaster shot that was that was awesome that was cool man that was just a cool idea didn't bother me at all even that i'm not not like oh no oh guys i'm that really that was like i'm like 
That's cool. I can and dig on that. How has he discovered this power to freeze everybody in their tracks? I mean, that that's never been seen before. Yeah, but that didn't bother me. Who cares? It's cool. Suspension of disbelief. It felt like a Star Wars movie in a real universe with real weight. Yeah. Well, Thank you for feeling like Star Wars again. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. No, I already told Barry what the next movie is going to be. Um, Ray is studying with Luke, and at some point they have to pull a spaceship out of a lake. At some point she has to do it with the Force. Um, we find out that this bromance between Finn and Poe is more than a bromance. Uh, they sent uh, what's her face, Fa- Fa- Fantasma, Phasma. Phasma after uh, Phasma after Poe, uh, and she's going to freeze him in something. And it, just before that happens, he's going to look to Finn and say, "I love you," and he's going to say, "I know." And then uh, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible he's already wearing his letter jacket. <laughs> oh yeah, you I mean, keep it. Yeah, you keep it. And they'll probably be here's my ring. Or, or <laughs> my ring. <laughs> yeah, those two. Those two are a case. That's fine. Yeah, but that's the other thing. Just Finn. Finn just bugged me, man. Just like one moment he's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't take the terror of the battlefield." Let's kill all these fucks and get out of here. Like, that was also you, another thing. When he was, turned on all his brothers yeah, after he'd exactly. been so affected by the death of one. And and other people were like, well, they're, they're the bad guys. I'm like, but he just got terribly PTSD'd by watching one pass in front yeah, of him. Yeah. You and then he's going to turn around and turn it speaking on Speaking of his brothers, can someone explain the uh, stormtrooper that, that fought with the, with him with the lightsaber? The one who went, Traitor! Yeah, and he came he out had, with the baton, he, the electro he had baton, a special electric baton, as if prepared for someone with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that was so the in the second wave of toys they can sell that toy. I, oh, I own yeah. that toy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, that comes second wave. It comes in a two pack with I don't know if this fits to that or not. In the original idea of Star, Star uh, Stormtroopers, they were originally all supposed to have. Laser swords. They were supposed to have that. So I wonder if that was not... It was a ubiquitous uh, weapon. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was a nod to that original idea. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good to see... But that's a kind of a nice thing, right? Because otherwise... Because that was the weird thing about the prequels. (laughs) Lightsabers were basically solve everything yeah. they're like skeleton keys and yeah. everybody knew they had them nobody was working on some kind of foil <laughs> right 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 uh this is strange so i think that's great to have something that can bat around a lightsaber a little bit give it a little test for its money that's cool it's cool and plus it really works on that wouldn't it be cool if aspect i'm sad to say i didn't really like uh, Finn. Finn just really didn't do anything for me uh, because uh, and I, it's not the actor's fault they wrote him as a schizophrenic in my opinion uh, Ray was a little too perfect perfect fine but a little too perfect I, I expected just, more from Phasma well, everyone course. did because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they built yeah. her up into this sure. crazy thing yeah, yeah. 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 she'll yeah. be in the and second she's movie. just lunchbox decoration yeah. so, so much so <laughs> I almost Darth Darth Maul. Yeah. so much so I almost wonder if it isn't an in joke in itself it might be right Could yeah be. it's fine but but I'm pleased to say they did not drop the ball with the baddie Kylo Ren is is wonderful I just loved what he did with that character interesting I love, I love having a guy that's not sure of himself right yeah. that's exactly they well, said he played Vader. him they said he played him as a good guy yeah as, as as if he thought everything he was doing was that of a good guy, which is what all 
great villains yes. are. Yeah. Yeah. They no no just misunderstood. They well they just feel like what no, they're they doing is for the greater good yeah. Yeah. or for the right. And that's exactly how you do it. You play it conflicted. And that's why I think you want to go back to Sons of Anarchy. I don't think any of these guys go, "You know what? I'm going to rob this meth truck." Because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I I'm not agreeing I, with you on. Oh, I'm please. not agreeing with you on Sons of Anarchy. I Just think on principle. I well, there's that, but uh, I really think that Sons of Anarchy characters do have some good motivations for some of the stuff that they're doing. You just gotta watch it some more. Oh no, I don't. Uh, or don't. <laughs> so, so, so Ray. I made it to the first episode Luke's of season five. daughter. Um, probably. I vote, I'm thinking yes. probably. I've heard theories that uh, she's Kenobi's granddaughter. Wouldn't that be something? I'd the, guy that. In the, the guy yeah. in the beginning. That's, that's in the. That's in her. I mean, Kenobi talks to her in the, the in that vision, flashback, the right? Vision she and had. the guy in the very beginning, um, who kind of uh, was talking with Poe. Like he could kind of be her um, side out, which they used for like a second. Right, they really should have stretched him out. He could kind of be her. Um, uh, uncle, or Uncle something? Owen, not yeah. her Uncle Owen, but you know what I mean. Like her, he was kind of her guardian. Oh yeah, like he was just kind of there to make sure nothing went south. See, oh, I, I well, okay, yeah, Maybe actually putting those pieces together, yeah, yeah, like so, like Obi Wan did with Obi Wan. Yeah. Well, he Obi Wan saw what worked with Luke, and went, well, you know what, I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> so basically, Star Wars is all about deadbeat dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, which goes to Lucas's. That's the incomprehensible. After seeing it, especially, I'm like, where the fuck was Lucas? Because he said he watched it and said, didn't he say something to the effect of it's supposed to be about sons and fathers? And no, they- no, that version he was working on, right, was originally not this one. And exactly, and it's like, I I saw some sons and fathers shit mm-hmm. going on here. I don't pretty know heavy. what movie he saw. Pretty heavy. Uh, I will say it kind of makes me sad because a lot of this storyline is. Pretty much the EU storyline just flipped on its ears so they don't have to pay rights of course. to these creators and writers. Yeah. It's not far off from what was established in a lot of the extended yeah, universe. Yeah, not terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I never, you know. Never read any of it. I never, yeah, I never read any of it either. And, and ever, as soon as they said, yep, EU is not necessarily continuity, and everyone got all, you know, been out of shape about it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Star Trek fans pain. We've been dealing yeah. with this for 50 <laughs> years now. <laughs> nothing in the, nothing in the novels, even though they're great stories. None of it's canon. Problem with Star Trek. Just high class fanfic at that yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Can't pull shit like, no, Neelix is not canon. No, he's canon. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek is getting weird. Although that new one, I'm holding on hope. I really think that uh, the Star Trek Beyond, the new one, is going yeah. to be better than we think, and I think uh, they're not showing much in that preview. Yeah, I think that they, preview is for that preview is for roided out fanboys, right? General mainstream, audience. and let's, yeah. let's remember that the director does not get to choose what is in right. the preview, right? Yeah, exactly. So and, that that was put together by marketing and marketing only. Yeah, and let's say marketing has not the best track. In editing yeah, together, Simon Pegg, a decent trailer. He's going to do a good movie. Hey guys, yeah. Andy's outside still, he freezing is. his and butt then, off. I know. That's why I want to go back to this real quick, so we can right. close it yeah, out. We can with close it. Uh, um, Force there, Awakens. There is one prequely thing that I could and still can't kind of wrap my head around. Let me know. And that is, we have the Galactic Senate, the New Republic is created. All right. So, 
who's the resistance? Yeah, right? what is and, that? And who is the new order? Watch Red Letter Media. That's that's one of their big questions too. It's funny. It's, it's fucked up because yeah. it's like if I had to speculate, I'd say the resistance is the force that's still trying to liberate sectors that are occupied by the my take take is exactly that the galaxy is split there's a new republic but there is an element that is old empire that has been redubbed the new order yes and the resistance is that element within that boundary that area that is trying to fight the new order that's that's the impression i got and it's almost like a detente yeah it's almost like a detente the republic is not at war with the new order but they are supporting the resistance here, here yeah, that's what I kind of got. I, I think maybe the big problem is they called it the resistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. when yeah. they when they are essentially else. the power. Yeah, well, because they were still wearing the same and icon what's the, what's as the, the point, rebellion. Yeah. And what's the point of a resistance? Just say the Republic is facing off in an Imperial remnant. The galaxy is split. Boom! There you yeah. are. Yeah, just go with that. Because they wanted to maintain the whole scrappy rebellion element, and it's like guys. Star Wars in 77 was a commentary on Vietnam about a big power fighting against a scrappy little resistance. Today, you, your, your narrative, you could almost flip it over and have the old power. You could have the Republic represent like the U.S. And you could have the New Order be your ISIS, be your terrorists, be those the, the, the insidious force that they can't quite – Fine yeah. to eradicate who keeps taking little fucking pot shots. I think they just can't use that metaphor for exactly the reason you said because that's exactly what it becomes, and people read that that way. Maybe. And, and as, you know, as divisive as the country is, that people won't like Star Wars because it's not my political ideology. Right? Or right. someone might throw a rock at my car because I have a stormtrooper on it, and that represents terrorism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they got to make it the they've got to still make them the big bads, and that's why they show them off hundreds of legions standing in perfect order as though they are still a powerful force to be reckoned with when in our minds we see them as the plucky small group compared to the rebellion quote unquote that has gone and become the larger power but right. it's on its ear it's Which a little strange is actually you know a tale as old as time it's again another oh. one of those things yeah. that like what uh, max landis was talking about how this might be working a little more by television rules and yeah. it would make sense from of a JJ course. standpoint too. We're going to find out next episode what's really going on with all and, these scenarios. And and, and, and uh, I'm in opposition to Landis. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I'm not of the whole. Every movie has to stand completely alone. Philosophy. Yeah. Chiefly because then not uh, anymore, em- especially. Th- yeah, well. and Empire. Well, that movie's done. Because Empire definitely, you know, is not a standalone movie. Yeah, it has no ending. You watch that I movie love that, without New Hope and without mo- Jedi. Well, I love the movie, yeah. You can watch it without Jedi. You can watch it without New Hope. Hey, uh, we didn't say anything about Snoke. Oh, yeah, Snoke. We didn't even what, mention so, Snoke. So he's let's four end, feet tall, right? Let's end it on Snoke and yeah. Okay, he's four feet tall, yeah. right? Yeah, that's oh, what I thought. People are hoping for that. He's four feet tall. He is. He's tiny. Yeah. He's tiny. Actually, but I hope, though, because of that, I really hope he's even bigger. <laughs> I like you, giant Snoke. <laughs> I was so I was so disappointed. That'd he was amazing. a hologram. As I was soon like, as I watched, oh. I was like, "That's a hologram." <laughs> and I went, "Okay," because for a second I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no." I'd have loved it. I'd have loved it. I was like, "I was like, that's not true. That's impossible." <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, we have to rescue our icicle. Any last things you want to say about it? 
No, I, I go like see it multiple really like times. Thing. Pretty Don't good. see it drunk. I had to see it twice. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> well, where was that part that was in the trailer? I go, it was there. He goes, huh, I was too drunk. I, I will just that. say for myself, I stayed so media blackout, everything surprised me. Oh, yeah. I didn't me read too. shit. I didn't watch anything but that first trailer. I didn't know anything. And so I was really pleased. With how much surprised me. And I'm, thank I'm you, everybody, on for one. not spoiling it. Right. Everybody prior. was really yes, playing yes, great you. about... Uh, Except for that one guy that one time, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun with a friend because I put up on Facebook, I really love the movie, but goddamn, that pile of Ewok bodies. <laughs> and my friend totally was like, ah, why did you do that? And she actually did a hashtag, I regret checking Facebook. Her boyfriend told me he heard her scream clear across their apartment. It was awesome. I'm a little disappointed I didn't see any Gungan bodies. All right. Always. Thus ends the spoilers, gentlemen. Let me go get Andy. Okay. Did I miss something? Andy, Did somebody throw well. a rock at your car, Paul? Or were you yeah, just, it's probably me. It? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we were, I was just saying. You, you started to get a little heated there. I was like, Whoa. No, 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 no. I was just, I was. As an example? Yeah. What? That was a Russian rocket? God damn. That what? bright light that just went over Vegas Care was careful, a Russian careful. rocket. Holy shit. No, don't lift oh it up, God. Steve. Lower the it. Lower cables, it. The cables. Lower it. Uh, uh. That Man. was a Russian rocket, y'all. What? That was a Russian rocket that went over. <laughs> Is this it? Are we going to have to def- form the, like the, that group from Red Dawn? The Dude. light was first reported by dozens of witnesses shortly after 6 p.m. Uh, hours later, around 9.30, officials said it was a Russian rocket body. The object re-entered. Uh, da, 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 da. The object re-entered Earth's atmosphere over Arizona at 7:08, and had initially launched Monday. Um, prior to confirmation that it was a rocket body, Griffith Observatory director said it was a bright meteor. The most likely thing people saw was the superheated column of air produced by a very small piece of interplanetary debris. Uh, something the size of a small pebble he said typically falling debris is natural and from our solar system however the u.s strategic command later gave confirmation it was the latter hey paul good story <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen good that's that's God. all the time we have for the show i had to wow. climb inside a tauntaun out there <laughs> <laughs> jeez Everybody have a wonderful Christmas. Jeff Roth, thank you so much for the gifts. Yeah, especially shout out. My cookie is an actual Andorian symbol, which you're not going to know unless you, well, unless you Google it. But uh, it's, Jess does her research. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that Jeff say on your, your cookie there, Paul? It says the famous Paul XD. D stands for dick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We're going to get pictures of all these and tweet them up and all that stuff because these are amazing. Uh, thank you all, G and Henderson, as always, being so generous. Um, thank you for the bean. Oh, uh, we got to get uh, got to get eighties Jeff on the bean oh, count. Oh, oh god! Oh, oh. Go, Jeff. No. So uh, real quick oh, here. Oh boy, the the, the the finisher. I'm gonna get you. Uh, I gotta get you that one. There we. Go. Oh, almost had it. <laughs> you have a fifty-fifty shot of getting something th- that is going to be good or horrendous. Yeah. All right. We've all had ours. At yeah, the beginning I'm, of the I'm show having flashbacks for to a really Game long Night time. Okay, Ooh. now oh. this could be delicious chocolate pudding, or it may be canned dog food. 
Oh, God. Get ready to dance with the devil, my friend. <laughs> Guys, watch him, because if uh, it's dog food, you're going to lose your mind. I have related the story about game night at Skills where he gave Oh, yes, you've vomit. told us this one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, deja fucking so, boo. So, why am I doing it this time? I think so. For I don't our think amusement. So. Dance monkey. I'm not, no. Why? Go why? do it. We all did it. We all did one. How yeah, do I know? Cool I mean, yeah, doing it? Because you I can listen two. to the show and hear Fine. I got vomit. He's chewing. It's chocolate. Oh! <laughs> fucking got chocolate. Lucky. You are lucky because I had dog food earlier today. <laughs> it was horrible. I got skunk. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Dandy. Uh, the Professor. <laughs> and Dr. Vlark. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry ho, ho, Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Go Merry see Christmas from Las Vegas, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, you stupid Russian missile shit. So. Hold my mic. I'm going for a drink. So I could have just gone home. You didn't drink <laughs> yeah. all my scotch, yeah. did you? Yeah, pretty much. At this point, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Then we're gonna go see the Hateful Eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, as a note, check your listings, your local Fandango. There is a special 70 millimeter print that is making the rounds across the country, and it will be playing the week of Christmas, from Christmas to New Year's. Here in Vegas, it will be at the AMC Town Square, formerly the Rave. The Hateful Eight in a 70 millimeter print. Oh, really? Huge. That was part of the thing where uh, Tarantino threw a shit fit because Disney booted him out of Cinerama. That's right. He was supposed to have the last two weeks of Cinerama, and then Disney said, no, we want our movie in there for... And then they basically yeah. beat the... Yeah. Well, so, into so did they... You have to admit, business-wise, hmm. yeah. Sure. So did AMC go acquire a 70-millimeter projector then? Because I, I it was constructed guess. with all digital projectors. It right. didn't have a, I don't, a widescreen I guess format. So, dude. But we are hmm. part of It's called the Road Show. Yeah, the yeah, Hateful yeah. Eight Road Show, and we are a part of it. Christmas, nice. New Year's, in Vegas. We weren't yes, originally sir. on that list. That's nice. I okay. like that. So for those of us that aren't complete film uh, nerds, what's, what's, it gonna look, what's the difference going to look like? It's going to look like a 70s movie. It's going to um, be... It's the, it's almost three times as wide as it is tall in in the particular format they're using. Okay. Yeah. As Remember to, those super super extreme um, um, letter boxes yes, you'd watch yes, on TV. Yes. As we've established, I'm old. I've Your seen them in the Your typical Academy <laughs> co- yes. format is 2.35 to one. This oh is boy, like here we go. 2.8. I yeah. think. So to, to put one. it in Andy terms, 2.78. <laughs> the actual film the frame. whole cave wall. <laughs> <laughs> How long before it becomes a standard? I think you gotta come with me. Come on. Ah! We'll be right back. Save a leg for me.